You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome, folks, to the Freshwater Bite Podcast, your source for everything freshwater fishing. I'm your host, Lee Kleino, and on this podcast, you will hear from diehard anglers like yourself, the backstories of those anglers, techniques they use, gear reviews, and everything in between. So if you like fishing, turn it up, because this episode's about to kick off right now. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast. It's back. The podcast is back. I guess I need to start with an apology. Um, you know, it's been gone now for a few months, and the reason for that is I launched another podcast called The Michigan Life Outdoors, which is also on the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network. And I wanted to focus on that, um, my career, and uh, yeah. When the I, I told myself when the time felt right, and you know things came together, I would start the episodes back up for the, this podcast, which is the Freshwater Bite Podcast. This is the one I've started now, uh, almost four years ago. We'll call it three and a half since I took the last five six months off, but it's back. And my vision for this is to continue to put up the same great content that I always have in the past. Um, I want to thank the listeners and, uh, everyone who stuck with it, all the personal messages, the DMS, all that kind of stuff, encouraging me to, to get back out there and folks just saying how much they did enjoy the podcast when it was live. Um, so thank you to you guys to listening and, uh, sticking with it. And I'm going to keep ripping out some new, some new episodes. So without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I am rejoined by my buddy, Freddie Wickenizer and Ryan Petrovicius. Uh, Ryan is the charter boat captain and business owner of Full Throttle Sport Fishing. And on this episode, we sit down and just talk about, well, Freddie and I talk about our new rigs that we purchased this year during the off season and kind of like what we were looking for in a rig, how it met our needs. And then we also talk about what electronics, what things are on our rigs right now um, and kind of how we want to manipulate that to keep up not only with um, new electronic trends that are out in the market right now, but that will adapt and fit our style of fishing and how we like to use our electronics. So 
it's just a good BS BS session of all of us getting together, kind of just pre-gaming and planning of our early spring walleye game plans. And uh, we also give you some tips and some things to focus in on for your early walleye spring trips as well on the big water. And hopefully uh, you guys can get on them as well. So again, thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. Hope you enjoy this episode. And to remember to follow me over on Instagram at freshwaterbite. Here we go. All right, right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm sitting down here with two former guests that are back for this is like a revamp of the podcast, right? So I've took a couple of months or taken a couple months off and I'm slowly starting to reintroduce the podcast again. And I'm sitting down here with Freddie Wickenizer and he was on a past episode, one or two, just one, just one. And then I've got Ryan here. Ryan was on a recent one, probably last June or May. Somewhere in there? Yeah, somewhere in there. Wherever you guys' first MWT. tournament was. Yeah, yeah me. Yep. Anyways, uh, you know, a lot of shit's happened in the past eight months. So we got everybody back together, and we're going to go through and kind of talk about where we're at right now, not only with our rigs that we have, but also the time of year that we're fishing, which as we sit down here right now, it is March 13th. Um, ice is spitting out from the north coming down mm-hmm. the river, and all ice, for the most part, I believe, should be off of Erie right now. Uh, other than just the random chunks floating down from the north. But winter has kind of, uh, you know, kind of spit in her last uh, go-ahead, and we're ready for spring fishing. So we wanted to sit down and talk about not only some tips and tricks that, uh, you know, we observe being down here on Erie, but uh, how you can, you know, apply some of those those things to help you hopefully catch the big ones, which are coming up on probably the best time of year to get a huge wall hanger for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So... All right, with that, we're going to start with Freddie. Freddie? Yep. How you doing? Good. Good to see you again. Yep. Let's tell everybody, <laughs> if you guys go back a couple episodes ago when Freddie and I were sitting down, you know, we talked a lot of shit about how you don't need, you know. <laughs> what they, you need, what you don't. Yeah, what you, what you need, what you don't need. And so <laughs> we're kind of sitting here now with, like, uh, our foot's in our mouth a little bit. But uh, the good thing is, is we've kind of all like upped our rigs, right? So last time Freddie and I were talking about how you don't need fiberglass boats <laughs> to go out. Big yeah, what, what you need to do, what you don't need. To yeah, do. and yeah. we're kind of like, well, we're in a different situation now, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that just comes from ambition, right? So Freddie's kind of getting into the tournament scene yep. uh, with Ryan, and so he wanted to up his his par level of what yeah. he wanted to do. So take yeah. it away from there. Tell everyone what you had. And kind of like what you upgraded to. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I jumped in feet first, right in, right in. Went after uh, aluminum boat. I had uh, Lund Impact seventeen seventy five windshield. Wife was happy. Everything was cool with it. Had it set up pretty well. Um, had a nine inch fish finder at the helm. Had a little one up front of the bow. Had it set up. I thought for trolling, and then uh, a couple years went down. Bought a kicker. Little upgrades here and there. Never was enough. So I, I spent five years in that boat, fished out of Erie, Detroit River, some inland lakes around. And uh, I bought that boat as a stepping stone, and I think I spoke about it that yeah. in our episode and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I had kind of something in mind along the lines of like the StarCraft series, because I have uh, one of my good friends I fish with has a 2050 STX. I mean, gotcha. uh, I mean it's a it's a great boat, handles the water awesome sure. you know the dead rise i think it's like a 19 degree dead rise carries it all the way to the trans so i was pretty much dead set on something that like that or a pacific northwest style boat like a hughes craft the north river uh something along those lines which are really taking off uh, yeah 
big time. Not only in the Great Lakes, but like, well, I mean, not only on Erie, but all yeah. over the Great Lakes. Well, I mean, think about growing up. We never saw those boats never. on Erie until probably the last five, eight years, something like that. No. But they're a great boat. So anyways, I mean, it would have been great for my wife and whatnot. And then uh, Ryan and I uh, just always talking fish and whatnot, you know what I mean? Bouncing things off, you know, throughout the years with Ryan about fishing and styles of boats and you know just you kind of you know yeah bust each other's balls a little bit back and forth on stuff and went out fishing with ryan and his boat and lake erie pre-fishing for that tournament we saw conditions and i think ryan and his podcast talk about it all we saw every end of the spectrum from flat calm <laughs> yeah. starting on one day and then day two right. was just four or five foot footers and uh or waves and uh after that with the way ryan knows his boat and how he drove i mean it was just it was anything else would would have been subpar from going from a range. So basically, that. that was like a sales test ride for you, right? Yeah, I mean, he knew what he was doing. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was a good time. So I, I having that boat, having a lot of time, but knowing I was gonna get something bigger and better, thinking it was gonna be aluminum. After that, it kind of opened my eyes, and um, the boat market with everything that happened, you know, within the last couple of years. I mean, oh, everything okay. is going like crazy. Um, I had a game plan of what I wanted and everything I saw, you know, like on Facebook pages and different marketplaces had, um, you know, it was like boats from Colorado and Wisconsin. I'm looking like, you know, Google Maps, how long it takes to get there yeah. and whatnot. Something that I liked. And finally, we found a boat. Um, Ryan messaged me after like 40 some minutes of it being posted it was about an hour drive away had another buddy hit me up and it checked all the boxes i wanted and everything like that and uh went down and picked it up it's a 621 ranger 2017 had the graphs kind of everything i was looking for i'm like this boat doesn't need anything doesn't need anything is what i said and then uh kind of we're gonna get into what yeah, it needs spo- 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 <laughs> so now i'm sitting with a 621 and uh love it right well, to to be fair uh, during the entire pre-fishing session, I just had Fred drive the boat. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask you. How much selling did you have to do? Or did you just kind of, were you quiet and you're just like, that's quiet. He's, he, he's going to see the light here in a second. I just, I just said, hey, go drive. Yeah, we went in your old, your, your old, you had, because you've had two 621s now. Correct. We went out in your old one and, uh, what I year mean, is yours? Mine right now is yeah. 2015. Okay, 2015 and 2017. So, right. Yep. Right. They're it's both, basically the same thing, just different. They're motors. both the FS hole. Yep. Uh, I got a 300 horse. He's got a 350. Yep. Yamaha. And he has Yamahas. I have Mercury's on mine. So sure. Basically the same thing other than his graphs and whatnot. But like you said, we'll get into that. Okay. But the the 05, there's a huge difference from the 05 to the 2015. The hulls. As, as far as the hull style. and Is that just the dead rise on it? Or is it wider? Or what is it? Uh, the 2015's a few inches wider. I think four inches wider. Um, and then the the bow has like this knife edge that just cuts through the waves. The older ones went um, like they just swoop back. They were very fast hauls, but once you got into any big waves, you couldn't you couldn't go bow down and spear through them. Gotcha. So anything yeah. FS and up is different hauls. Where, where do you want to go? Where you want to be? Yeah. I'll tell you what day day one when we were in two to three footers in his boat that was like the selling point for me because we're going through and coming from my 17 foot lund that i had i wouldn't approach the waves the way he did and then riding in it i mean we're doing 50 55 or more 
trying to get back up to start our next path because I mean we were on him. I mean we were feeling it. You know what I mean? We had a good we had a good bag going, and then he's just hammering right down that road like glass. It was well, perfect. Uh, well, and that's what I was going to talk about. So it's like on the last podcast, it was good for you to talk about. I mean, it comes down at the end of the day, A, what you can afford, right? Don't put yourself, yeah, in, a bad, don't put yourself yeah. in a bad position. Yeah. And then secondly, it's like, it's like anything in life. It's like, how much do you want to invest to go to the next level, right? Whether that's anything in life. I mean, it's, it's what you put into it. So it's like, you were at the point where you guys wanted to start fishing tournaments. You couldn't just maybe ride in his boat all the time, mm -hmm. right? Or if you wanted to practice the way he fishes out, you know, when he's out there with clients, it's like, you kind of got to step up in order to go to the next. And, and then yeah. after talking to you on that tournament and you on the podcast, you're like, Freddie, like seeing the light where he was like, yeah. oh, I got to be here if I want to be doing this shit. Because yeah. on that day when you guys went out, there was a big separation on who could go whatever, 15 miles or however far you guys went and those who could not. I'm not saying they couldn't fish the tournament, but it's two different ways of fishing that day. Yeah, It was, I'm going out to the big water to get the big fish or I need to hang back here because I don't feel comfortable going out there in my rig or whatever. Yep. So it's like, as you think about this, I mean, we're not putting down anybody who can't get up to, you know, a 621 or a fiberglass, whatever it is, be comfortable with where you're at financially. Yep. And then like, if you're ready to go the next way, at least have a, have a path, right? So now you kind of seen like what the, the direction that you wanted to go. Yeah, absolutely. The going, I mean that that Lund I had, I love that boat, and I just had a memory today. Oh, uh, great! Yesterday, boat, dude. I love fishing. Well, yeah, yeah, yesterday was uh, the five years ago or six years ago was the day I picked it up. Yeah, um, and I, I still remember driving through a snowstorm, driving driving home from St. John's, Michigan. Oh, dude, I remember seeing you at Gogebic. You were all jazzed. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah because I had already had an order. You're like, yeah, I ordered my boat. It's on the way. I'm like, Dad, Ooh. oh, I was so geeked. I forgot about that. Yeah, because all the memories were coming up from us when we were up there on Gogebic <laughs> talking about it. That's it was right. This week. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, abs yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, that boat was great. Everything I did, I mean, I had friends going out there, perch fishing, the jump seats I had in the back. It was laid out perfectly for what I envisioned being the perfect setup for what I had. And it was, and you don't need what I have on my boat now, but what I had at the time, I was comfortable and set with, you yeah. know. And then um, getting more into trolling and trolling, um, I realized I needed a kicker because I didn't want to put the hours on my main motor and right. whatnot. Um, grew up just jigging walleye, hair jigs, blade baits. That's kind of what I grew up doing through some eerie deers here and there. But I mean, I was all about rod and hand kind of thing. Uh, then got the itch, start catching those big, big females like this time of year. And then in the fall, all you want to do is just troll. So I had to set up pretty good. And then you kind of see how other people want to do yeah. it. And um, I I'd spent more money than what I thought I would on everything. And I'm like, man, it's going to be a stepping stone. I'm done spending money. And then. I had uh, had the vision in sight of getting another another boat, and then the MWT happened, and here I am with sure. this boat I have now. So, Ryan, talk about your rig. I know it's a fifteen, but kind of your progression. Like, were you you were always in glass before that, right? But also, just remind everyone what you do. Obviously, also, and kind of like why you need a six twenty one for what you do. Well, I I actually started tournament fishing out of a. Uh, tracker 18 uh aluminum boat and then progressed into I, I i saw the difference in between a aluminum boat and a glass boat in the tournament life and i decided to go to a glass boat and then i went 
from my first glass boat and it wasn't really the right fit for me and the right fit for what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was charters. So I'm doing charters now, full throttle, full throttle sport fishing. Um, and I, I just want to provide my clients with the best, most comfortable ride in sure. any type of, any type of, uh, like stuff we have out there on Erie and Erie's unpredictable. It kind of sucks from time to time, mm -hmm. but I'm 100% confident on the boat that I have right. of the Ranger FS. Well, not only can you guide out of it, you also tournament fish too. So. Correct. And I'm, like I said, there's, there's nothing that I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm just super, super confident on that boat. <clears throat> Cause it'll it'll run through anything yeah. right it'll get you from mm -hmm. point a to point b in four footers five footers six footers it it'll just it'll go my buddy uh has one of those pacific style northwest boats i think it's a 24 was a 240 ocean pro hughescraft cabin two foot extended transom they're great boats they're absolutely fun i'd love to have my girls out there have a family day but yep. if you're talking about running and big water those huge crafts can do it right but man i was sold like i said i was sold the day we rode and the <clears> stuff <throat> we did and fished and the stuff we did you can there's many ways to go from point a to point b you can do it in a lot of different boats but for tournament fishing for like ryan was saying with his you know yeah. having clients on board having people feel safe i mean I was riding with him and stuff that I was, I'd be backing down the throttle. I'm sitting here bracing, waiting for impact. And I'm like looking at him and he's hun hunkered down underneath the windshield, <laughs> you know, full throttle all the yeah. way down, you know, like his charter. Well, that, that was, and we're, we're going from point A to point B. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not, those other boats have a time and place and they're great. It just, it all comes down to like, kind of like what we were talking about before we started, like time and place. Like, what do you intend? What's your purpose with your boat? What do you plan right. on doing? You know, like the boat you had, the boat I had that, that Lund I had, it was a great boat served its purpose, but I wanted to go a different direction more towards not just doing derbies and single day tournaments, doing something more professional, like the MWT or going from different um, venues like that. Like Ryan was saying, those, those Rangers, I mean, there's, they may not be the fastest haul compared to like a, say a Triton or some of the other ones, but the way they ride, I mean, it's just, they knock down waves and well, <laughs> it's, it's so much more enjoyable. Being I, on the I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say Rangers. Like it, like there was, there was not one time during that entire tournament last year that I did not feel unsafe. And that was one of the first things I asked Fred when we got back. I said, did you ever feel unsafe? And he said, no. Um, I would say glass boats by far are more superior on the Great Lakes. Um, especially when it comes to tournament situations because there's, yeah. there's a lot of times where you're a fair weather fisherman, they're not gonna go out. Right. Right? But in tournaments you're you're forced to go out. Yeah, on big waters they just shine, right? I mean mm -hmm. if I think of like big waters for us for inland lakes, um, I mean we have some, but it's like 
even at the end of the day, even on aluminum, you'll be pretty good on that. But like on sketchy days on big water, Saginaw Bay, Erie, um, you know, getting over to Lake Michigan, the waves are a little bit different over there. But if you're if you're thinking about spending the, you know, I don't know, I would say above sixty percent of your time on big water, you might want to consider glass. Yeah. And it's it's a crazy time right now, right? So <laughs> you know, I just went through, um, you know, a buying period of, of getting my new boat, and dude, I. I don't know how to, I mean, anybody listening to this who's been watching boats on Facebook Marketplace, on walleye.com or uh, walleyecentral.com, if it's something that you want, it's going to be gone it's crazy. within a week if you don't send a, a deposit yeah. to at least have them hold it for you for 100%. 24 hours for you to come take a look at it. Yeah. If, it's, if, it's, if it's something you want, have money in your Venmo account or whatever it is, how you can send somebody money to be like, hey... Here's a thousand bucks. I'm serious about this boat. Give me 24 hours to get there if it's drivable within that time. Yeah. And get in line as fast as you can because if not, it's gonna go. I guarantee that if it's something that you want and it's in the wheelhouse and you think it's like something that a lot of people are interested in, it's gonna go fast. Yeah. Um, I don't even know new if it's. I don't know the I don't know the inventory issues anymore with the new boats. I don't know if there are. I think they're still backlogged pretty heavily. At backlogged, least a little bit of them, I know. Yeah, and it's just and it's just little things like, you know, they don't have, they don't have the latches for their windshield, so they can't put a windshield on there or whatever some yep. shit is. Like I know the trolling motors were having issues for a while. Like you would get a boat, but you didn't have a trolling motor. <laughs> um, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. So used market right now yep. is extremely inflated, yep. um, but you got to jump on it. Yeah. So. Um, I don't want to hijack where you're going, but when I sold my boat, it was a day one MWT. I posted the week or the night before, and Ryan's at my house, and I'm sitting there, had it all shined up, detailed, sold in six hours for asking price. Right. right. Like the day, like we got a tournament. We're trying, you know, I'm this guy's wanting to come check out the boat and see it all, and I'm where we got the tournament going on, right? So at that deal ended up going through. The boat I saw, I waited for. I wanted to get the, what I wanted, have all the boxes checked. It was posted 40 minutes. I got a hold of the guy. By the time I found a sitter for the kids, wife and I drove down an hour away. It was down in uh, Oak Harbor. Port oh, Clinton. smart. You took your wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Port, Port Clinton area, right? Yeah. Um, we drive down there, say, within two, two and a half hours of the guy posting it. I get down there, cash in hand, give him a $1,000 deposit, tried to negotiate, you know, will you come down off of what asking price was, right? Mm-hmm. He already had three other offers for asking he couldn't go down right. so he wasn't going to go down from right. where it was you know so the market is just crazy and it's sometimes right place right time so. right i mean right now i mean if you're listening to this by the time this comes out it might be too late for a lot of these used boats but you'll see you'll still see them coming up and just you know if it, if it's two or three thousand dollars more than what you're expecting to pay i would still say you're within the, the wheelhouse and that's just mm-hmm. the inflated price right now um so yeah, so I mean, I just went through that process, and I mean, I'm glad I got it when I did. But you know, my leg like my leg work started a lot earlier, and I lost, I lost three boats to really? thinking like thinking like, you know, uh, you know, I called that guy and told him I was interested, but I just didn't mm-hmm. give him the money right away, right? Mm-hmm. And then he called me back and was like, "Hey, some guy just came and picked it up." I'm like, "Shit." Yeah. So, um, so, so I'll, yeah, I'll give you my backstory on my boat real quick. Mm-hmm. So, at, anyone who's followed the podcast for years knows that i had a 16 foot lund tiller which is an awesome boat like it was like bittersweet selling that thing um 
I feel like I really cut my teeth in that boat, um, not only on the uh, up on uh, Lake Michigan and Grand Traverse Bay, but also you know down here for the last you know two years on Erie, and um, it was cool to uh, to be a part of of that and kind of like go through like I don't know you know like the grind of an older boat, right? Mm-hmm. Wife was never comfortable in it. Kids, yeah, you know, I didn't feel comfortable with them in in like anything over a foot and a half right you know i'm just nervous not only with the kids so you know being down here um it kind of really hindered our time out on the water because i really wanted to get them out on there so i i i made the decision to sell the boat um sold it to a great guy um he's actually a guide down in ohio but he's going to use the boat for some of his canadian trips that he likes to go on it's just something light he could throw it on the back of the um their suv and just you know they like Perfect. to fish canada a lot and go up there so he bought it so i'm pumped to you know have sell it to someone who's really going to take care of it but then secondly i wanted to so i started talking to you guys about what i should get obviously ryan was trying to sell me on 621 (laughs) which i was like you know i i appreciate your sales Mm -hmm. ryan and like in in the perfect world i probably would have had that but you know time and place time and place so my wife was she wanted something with you know there's got to be a cushion on the bow right Mm -hmm. that was that's her sweet spot is being up there so long story short, I went through a couple different boats. One, if you're a guy like me listening to this or girl and you, and you want, you kind of are in the same conundrum I, I was in. It's like, hey, I have to have fish, but I also have to have a lifestyle boat or like a ski boat or that kind of thing or just a, a joy riding boat riding around. <clears throat> There's a couple ones that I wanted to go with. One, I wanted to look at the ZV-19 Sport, which was a nitro. I really liked that boat. Um, the other one that I looked at was a Skeeter Solera those were really good boats as well i would mm-hmm. those two are i don't think you can go wrong with either one of those two they're great reputation um i really like the layout of both of those they were great i think anybody listening to this would be happy with either one of those two but i ended up going with a, a ranger riata um 2020 and that was the the ms hall so that's a little bit different than some of the ones that you hear and if you listen to this um you know ranger uh riata kind of started the whole fish and ski in the fiberglass world so they've got a great history of of playing in this market um they've changed their hulls along the year as well kind of like what you were talking about uh there's like an rs there's a vs there's an ls and now there's an ms and the ms is their newest haul um even this year it's the same haul they didn't change anything in 2022 but anyways i went with that boat and you know i couldn't be happier uh i, I love the layout of it um, the setup of it, I think uh, it's going to be great. I t- today I was actually taking the carpet out to get ready for fishing because I didn't want all the fish scum on the carpet. So underneath is just like that kind of like grippy mm-hmm. fiberglass, and it, you know I took the extra two seats out behind the behind the driver's seat and the passenger seat, and I've got like a dance floor back there just to oh, hang yeah. out in. And it's oh, yeah. I'm super stoked about that boat. So there'll be more on that, and I'll hopefully do a, a, a review at the end of the season on it. But um, you know, we're going to get into our setups that we bought our boat with, with some things that are on there and some things that we want to change. Because one thing, even though, you know, the boats are kind of staying consistent, there's things on the boat that always changes, whether that's electronics, rod holders, uh, layout of the boats. Um, obviously, there's, you know, there's active target now, there's pan optics, and it's like, yeah. it's just like anything in this world, technology is taking over and it's taking over the fishing world and it's like man how do i keep up with it in a way that fits my fishing style so 
Um, one, talk about, Freddie, the graphs that you had on your boat and the way it came when you bought it. Yep. So uh, my boat, like I said, the it's a 621. It's a 2017. And um, whoever bought my boat originally, they had it set up at the time. It was well laid out, everything. It has uh, four graphs on it. Two at the helm has um, the HDS-12, HDS-9, both Gen 2 at the helm. And then I have a HDS-9 Gen 3 at the bow. And I have a HDS-9, I think it's a Gen 3 at the, um, basically at the stern right at the back for trolling set up perfectly. Um, Explain to everybody, like, that's that might be different than some people are used to. We Big thing, especially on Erie. Trolling Erie. Trolling Erie is... There's a unit on the back that kind of goes into like where your your pedestal for your your casting chair would be out, like above your live well, right? Pretty pretty close to that. I don't know what you'd call it, Ryan. Um, like it's, it's basically where we put Ryan Ryan drilled some holes in the back, and I have six rod holders back there now. I don't know what you'd call that. It's not. Yeah, just know. something like on, on the FS version. It's uh, I changed one of the tool holders into a yeah. uh a graph holder mount basically when basically it's when you're trolling it's uh facing where you're looking so typically trolling yeah. as we know it's you're looking towards the back of the boat you know glancing forward to make sure you're right. not and, you know there's no obstructions ahead but you're looking back towards your planer boards to see any of them fall out so having that graph pointing in your direction you might miss something that typically if you didn't have one back there right. that was just the helm you might be able to see something you know well, fish are higher than what you thought originally or lower or there's fish there when you think they're not um i don't know i i, I love it i'll never have another boat trolling eerie that doesn't have it it's not something you need but <laughs> i mean i, I love it's, it <laughs> it's it's more of a it's more of a creature comfort like yeah. it, there's there's a lot, of, a lot of guys that have it a lot of guys that don't have it um i appreciate it especially yeah. when i'm uh trolling with clients and stuff mm-hmm. you know we can while we're looking at our boards we can see the graph explain to them what you're and, seeing and say hey everything. there's there's some fish down there mm-hmm. so Let's let's prepare for a bite. Okay, so talking with that graft, you're looking at what do you guys have it set up with? Do you have 2D down imaging and side imaging, or are you like what are you just looking um, at with that for the most part on the rear graft? Yeah, 2D. Uh, I'm just doing 2D. Okay, what kind of okay? So 2D, great there. So anyone mm-hmm. listening to this, you don't need a 16 inch carbon back there, right? That'd be nice. But. Oh yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's but, time and time and place. But everybody, I mean, there's a lot of 2D. There's a lot of 2D <laughs> units out there that you don't have to spend a ton of money because, right. like you said, right. it's you the, it's not a, a need. It's not a need. Like it's that, a comfort yeah. thing. No, and then, and then it it depends on how much you understand yeah. about 2D, right? Yeah. So if you're running 2D at 200 gigahertz, uh, you're looking at a third of the depth. If you're running 2D at 83 you're running at the like your your cone is the entire depth right well i'm thinking that's that's something that a lot of people don't understand and it might be well i mean talk like talk about a recommended unit around a thousand dollars that you would put back there a recommended unit around a thousand dollars Maybe a, they got those carbon nines that were, I think, under a thousand. But 
What I'm saying is, like, obviously, we don't have to have the biggest and the best. No, you, you don't. There. You, no. It, it, it doesn't matter. You can have a seven back there, to be honest with you. No, right. You don't even have to have side imaging. As, as long as, there, you as, long as your cheap. transducers are set up correctly, mm-hmm. you don't need the biggest and baddest. Yeah. Right. That's that's just my opinion. Yeah. Right, because I wanted to go along with you mm-hmm. said it's not a need. It's it, it's it's more of a, like you said, it's a comfort thing. Yeah. It, it's something that... A lot of guys, like, if you're looking to upgrade your boat this year mm-hmm. and it's something like, hey, I do a lot of trolling. I never yep. thought of that or I wanted mm-hmm. to do that. You don't have to go out and get the biggest, baddest unit from no, back there. No. So it's something cool that a lot of guys, I think, could rig up, especially if there's one that can communicate with, mm-hmm. um, you know, some other graphs that you have in your boat as well. Yeah, it, it's nice to have it, but I went all of last year not having it set up the way I wanted. And it wasn't because um, I didn't want it. Um, Ryan has helped me out tremendously and another buddy Dave getting the boat rigged and set up how I want it um, I now have uh, HDS 12 carbon that Ryan helped me put in there rigged it all up that I'll have um, it's got the new 3-in-1 that you have on your, your boat the transducer yeah. so I'll have side imaging down scan on it um, at the helm like Ryan has on his boat that's what sold me on it because you can have you can have your side imaging going while you're trolling, have your 2D off the back, be able to see what's going on. But you can also look out to the side if that back graph that you're staring at in 2D, as long as, you know, you haven't networked what whatnot together. You could have your 2D sonar shooting down on the back, have your side imaging like Ryan has. Now my boat is set up and we'll test it out tomorrow. Be able to see if there's anything out to the side that you're missing down scan. Then the one on the other nine I have at the helm I have for my navigation so I can see my route where I'm headed off my trail and whatnot like that. So the way it's set up now, I'm, I can't be, can't be any happier with it. Talk about what you got set up on your boat. On my boat, I got two carbons, 12s, and then a gen three that I moved from the stern to the bow, uh, move it to the bow when we're jigging the river and all that other stuff. Okay. Talk about that move and why you did that. Why did you want the carbons back by you? Well, actually, I will I will refrain. I'm moving the carbon and the Gen 3. So the Gen 3 is going to be up on my dash, and the carbon is going to be up on my bow. And on my stern, that's going to be my little utility graph because I just bought the uh, active target. Okay. And the carbon is the latest latest version that is compatible with the active target so your okay so your gen 3 is not correct okay so you want to listen to this your gen 3 is not but let's talk about what's active okay let's talk about what is compatible with an active target so 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 the base unit the, the basic unit that would be would be an fs an elite fs 9 or 7 from there, you would jump up to an HDS 912 Live, which would be compatible. Mm-hmm. And then from there... and Well, then... Well, the Live is above a Carbon. Yeah, live is top dog. Okay. Carbon, yep. Okay, carbon so HDS live. 9, Carbon, yep. and 12 Carbon, yep. and then above that would be an HDS 9 Live. Correct. Yep. As long as, long as you have the upgrades, like the updates, mm-hmm. software updates, the Carbons should be good. Yep. And this is why I want to talk through it because this shit's confusing, yeah, it especially is. it's, it's, yeah, it's it, very. If, you if you're into, if you're into like this is this is where like I'm into Lawrence, 
Like if anybody on yeah. this podcast is into, you can nerd out on it. Um, oh, you can go wild, man! You can go real wild. <laughs> if anybody in, into this podcast is into Hummingbird, I was into Hummingbird for a while. So was I. I unfortunately, or they were for, great. Or fortunately, yeah. bought a boat that had Lawrence, and I'm, I wasn't gonna change. There's advantages and disadvantages to each. I had well, I had Hummingbird on my own boat. Well, this is this is the perfect time to talk yeah. about it because people are buying boats. Yeah. And this, it, it's very confusing because me, I was Garmin. So, like, when I bought my boat, it had Lawrence's on it. And then it's like, man, I got to start all over because yeah. it's like, I don't know shit about Lawrence's. So, I had to, like, that's why I was calling you. And, you know, we'll get into, yeah. like, what what we're thinking I'm going to do on my boat. But, like, if you get a boat and you think you're like, oh, I got a 12-inch Gen 3, that looks that was badass. That thing's got. Yeah. That's got to do everything. Nope. Yeah. No, I was I was in love. <laughs> no, it's, what, it's it's great, but it's yeah. not gonna. Yeah. Like the Gen three right now is not gonna compete with anything. Yeah. An elite FS, it's, which is what's yeah. Right. But uh, but I mean, like my boat when I when I bought it, I had you know the two Gen twos at the helm. I mean, the, I mean in two thousand seventeen, those were you know. I'm not saying outdated, but it's almost like the carbon now, where it's going to be phased out eventually. But when I mean, you the bought the boat, be, yeah, you didn't know much about Lorenz. You thought I you knew were nothing. Set. You thought well, you were set. No, like I mean, like what Ryan was alluding to earlier, we talked about a little bit that his his uh, one graph that he has that he moves from the the stern to the bow. That's jigging the river. It's up on the up on the bow for when he's jigging, mm-hmm. when he's trolling. He'll have that one in back, mm-hmm. right? So that one there doesn't necessarily. You don't have to have a live. You don't have to have a carbon right. in back. You know, you know, as your what would be your backwards facing two D sonar while you're trolling. You don't need to have something flashy. You can have a regular bare bones, just a two D sonar in back, and it's right. just it's something nice. That's it's a nice amenity to have. So when I bought the boat, I have I haven't in graphs ever. I didn't have to move it or nothing like that back and forth. But it's also older technology. So the more with like forward facing um, sonar. sonar, like um, the live scope or live sight. Um, I mean, Hummingbird, Garmin, and Lawrence all have their own thing. Um, as that goes on, I mean, I'm gonna have to up, upgrade basically three more of my units or sell one and just run it like Ryan does with his yeah. being mobile, being able to run back and forth so i mean i, I love my hummingbird units but i was kind of intimidated going to lawrence not really yeah. messing with it too well, much. It makes but ryan you, was a giant help it makes you want to stay in the same family and there's yeah, absolutely a, and there's a reason why they make well, i mean it's it, like I mean, android and iphone right there, there's a reason why they communicate easier yep. there's a reason why the, it's just the things that you can do with it but if you can break it down for everybody um what's the difference between a live and a carbon in your opinion in my opinion, yeah. My opinion, the live and the carbon, the live has a different processor. It has a better um, screen resolution, and I think that's it. So, what? Why did you go with the carbon and not a live? Oh, the live wasn't out when I bought my boat. Okay. And carbon was like the next. You know, the best thing when I bought my boat. Do you feel a pressure to upgrade to a live? Uh, as of right now, I do not. Okay. Uh, because my live will, or my carbon will uh, support the latest transducer from Lowrance. As long as all my stuff is updated, uh, I don't I don't have any pressure to go to a live. Gotcha. I've 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 watched some videos and I've seen some videos that the live 
reacts a little bit faster with the uh, active target. With the yeah. active target. Yeah. And the carbon has a little bit of a delay, but I have yet to see that. Okay. And that difference of that is probably a couple thousand dollars <laughs> or a thousand dollars at least. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one, this is why I want people to start thinking. It's like, if you can understand where we're at right now, mm-hmm. we're all the ranch guys because that's what our rigs came up with uh, or came set up with. And it's like, Man, I played in that playground for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, I just know it, and it's it, uh, you start to understand the process of upgrading as new things come out. Yep. And so, it's important to understand because it, you can set your boat up in, a, in an efficient way where you don't have to buy like if you want three graphs on your boat, you don't have to buy three lives, or you don't have to buy three no. carbons. Like, no. think about how you want to do things. Like you said, like you were moving your unit up on the bow when you're up there. And then you're moving up to the back when you're doing other applications. So it's not like you're buying another unit just up at the bow and then one to keep at the other way. You can rig it up in a way where they communicate and you can move these things around within your boat. Yeah, Freddie, Freddie's boat's set up completely different than mine. Right. I have I have three graphs on my boat. That's all, that's all I run. Mm-hmm. Fred has four. Mm-hmm. He's got one permanent up in the front, one permanent up in the uh, stern, and two up on the dash. You're winning, Fred. Yeah. yeah he's more versatile with what he has. I, mean, like, I, I know, I know, like, I know, I know, I know we want to talk. Oh, yeah. I know we want to talk about, like, live scope. And, I mean, the way Ryan's boat is set up with him being able to move that, that 12, you know, his other graph, doesn't matter what size. With the way he has his boat set up, I mean, it is perfect for how he fishes. You know, he can move that one up front, he can move it out back, getting. Live sight or live scope, I can't even remember what Lawrence has with the other competitors or whatnot. Whatever Ryan is going to do now that we have, or I say we because the tournament coming up, however he sets it up, he'll be able to use that um, forward-facing sonar to his advantage, being able to move it wherever, position where he wants it, and have that um, transducer mounted however he wants it. Where mine... I have to upgrade, you know, like we were talking before we started, I'd have to upgrade, i got to get another fish finder from where's mine where mine is located right. at now yep. i have to buy another carbon or live you know so there's 1500 or 2000 whatever i go with <laughs> and then get the transducer and whatever that ryan already has now so i mean i'm looking at like three grand to 3500 if i want to make that step and that's if i want to do it with trolling eerie for the most part i don't i don't know maybe ryan will make me believer when we uh start fishing with it a little bit i don't know but if you do get a Lawrence unit. Mm-hmm. What transducer do you want? What would you recommend people getting? I'm talking the 2D one, the side imaging one. We talked about it. We all have it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it all depends on your application and how you how you fish. I mean, I've I've set up multiple boats, multiple multiple different ways. Um, like I I run my 2D transducer is the straight up Lawrence. Uh, transducer the $80 was it HST WBL or something like that okay that's my 2D transducer I can run 50 55 miles an hour never lose bottom still mark fish no big deal Um, as far as the active imaging goes um, 
I can run that up to about eight miles an hour because I have it mounted up on the step, which is a foot above the bottom of the boat. Which is what, the three in one transducer? I have the two in one. Two in one, okay. Yep. So people listening to this think about that. So like when you buy your your new unit or whatever unit you buy, it's gonna come with a transducer, right? There's, they, I think they've upgraded them all now to the three and, and one. And it mostly to, comes with the three, the right. three and one. Correct. But if you have an older unit and you're kind of looking to not modify much with your boat and you want something like a better quality, the three and one transducer is now out and that will hook up not only to like an older unit like an Elite Ti2 or an, or or an FS Elite, but from there on up, it'll it'll communicate with everything. I believe right. it works with the Gen Three still. Absolutely, it works with the HDS Lives and the Carbon. So, like whatever you do, the three in one is kind of like an all encompassing, high quality transducer that I think uh, would be worth an investment if you don't want to put a bunch of different transducers on the back of your boat or wherever. If you're kind of just looking like for an overall package, I think the three in one is pretty damn solid. I would, yeah, I, I would agree. As long as as long as it's set up correctly, like right. like you you can buy the baddest graph out there and if your graph's not set up correctly or if your transducer's not set up correctly you're not going to get any fish readings. anything right like that's that's the that is the biggest thing okay. like i i run an eighty thousand or eighty dollar transducer that does, i mean does we, 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 we can yeah. we can we does can mark fish no. we can mark fish at 30 plus miles an hour no, no big deal but and then when you want to get down into it mm -hmm. that's where my side scan is mounted up on the step so when we start trolling we can do the down scan and side scan that is completely uh level with the boat and all that other stuff okay mm -hmm. so <clears throat> my setup and I'll just talk to you real time here, and you'd give me your opinion. I think I already gave you a little bit of a background. Yeah. So when I got my boat, I've got a nine-inch uh, Elite Ti2 at the helm, flush-mounted. For whatever reason, he put an Elite FS9, which is the newer one, and live target, active imaging capable, really? up at the bow. I don't know why. But at the helm, too, I can still do active imaging off my 3-in-1 transducer if I wanted to with an Elite TI-2. But I cannot do active target. You following? What do you think I should do? Let me give you my opinion first, and you let me know if you think it's shit. I want to take the nicer unit, the Elite FS9, bring that back to the helm. I want to take the, I want to invest in a new unit. I'm thinking a 12 inch carbon, put it up on the bow, not flush mounted, kind of up on a bracket or whatever. Two reasons why I want to do that. One, they can communicate now. The FS can communicate with the carbon. The Elite FS cannot communicate with the Elite TI2. Correct. So my graphs right now cannot communicate to one another, which bums me out. Yeah. That's the only reason why I want to upgrade is because they cannot communicate. Now, I tried to get around this, and I downloaded the Lowrance app on my iPad to put it at my bow to communicate 
off of the FS unit up top to see if I could get it that way. However, two things. One, there's a lag. And two, the image quality on your iPad off the app is not as good as looking at the graph that you have up at in front of you. Really? Yes. I've never done that. It so. is not. I'm telling you right now, it is not. It does not look that good. Really? Yeah. There's probably a lag with the Wi-Fi communication. Correct. Mm-hmm. And everyone's going to listen to this and be like, well, why don't you just hook an Ethernet cord to the TI-2? It does not have an t- yeah. Ethernet cord outlet in the back of it. Correct. Yeah. So I cannot communicate the way that everyone's <laughs> going to tell me I can communicate. I cannot do it. I'm telling you, there's not an Ethernet cord behind the yeah. TI-2. I will say the Ethernet cord, if you can get one with the Ethernet cord, mm-hmm. I would get one with the Ethernet cord. Yeah. Okay. He just he just went through and got all four of my graphs. Might I mention... I called him while at work, and he was Rain Man with the Lorant stuff. Got my back uh, sonar, uh, Ethernet cable, talked me through while he's on the phone, not knowing what I'm looking at. I mean, he just, just talked me right through. Yeah, yeah. The back the back uh, graph, I got the Ethernet cable, ran it myself, put it in back, and I'm like, it's not working. It's not set up. And he had it all set up. So now all four of mine are. Go to settings, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's on the phone with me, knowing exactly what to do. I mean, I'm just having a guy like Ryan that knows his stuff. Oh, man. It, it, it makes. It, I, I would be so intimidated to do that stuff on my own. It, I would say. Having him being able to help me out has been. I would say. Awesome. Th- th- it, yeah, it's one, understanding your electronics, right? Yes. But I would say the second challenge, and it could be above the other one, is mm-hmm. knowing how to navigate within your unit yeah. and what it can do. So it's like, Lorance comes and it's like... So many features. Yeah, you plug it in, you're like, yeah, my transducer's working and things like that. However, there's a, there's a, there's a window or a drawer in there that'll open up and it'll say what, what transducer you have within, you know, hooked up to that unit. So you need to go in and manually put yeah. in the exact transducer that you have in there. Yeah. If you did not know that, I'm telling you, there's like four windows or four drawers that you got to open up to get to it. But a lot of people don't yeah. know that shit. So this is why it's interesting. But anyways, yeah. what would you recommend for me based off of what my idea just was? I would say ditch the old unit. Ditch the TI-2. Correct. Keep the FS. Invest into another FS. Another FS I mean, over a carbon? I mean, what... Whichever one's cheaper, they they both do the same thing. Okay. I like your I like where you're going. I like cheaper. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I do, man. <laughs> I like cheaper. So, like they they both do the same thing. So there's no reason to like go up into a live or anything like that. It's just whatever works with what your boat has and what you want to do. Okay is where I would I would focus on. I mean the the cheapest route possible with with whatever you have and I don't know. It's it's just depends on where you want to go with your fishing. All right. I mean, it's, Here's my other thing that's how it's rigged. At the helm is hooked up to the transducer through the through the hull. The bow is connected to the three-in-one transducer off the back. It shouldn't be like that. Mm-mm. I know. Trust me. I know. It, 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 I 
go nuts at night thinking about that was that was my brain thinking about why it's rigged that way and how to rig it differently that was a predicament i was i I can fix that for you i did it i did it i did it on freddy's pretty quick yeah okay so tell me what you did uh his i didn't have side imaging on my on the 12 at the helm i didn't have side imaging because that was your through the hall yes now that through the hall i can mark fish like the way it was tuned, I could mark fish pretty pretty damn well up to about 35, 40 mile an hour, which okay. was clutch. So I loved having that and being able to change okay. the channels like Ryan set it up okay. was huge. So everyone understanding this, who has never heard of a through-the-hall transducer, me coming from a tiller, mm-hmm. I never heard of that. The through-the-hall transducer is just like what it sounds. There's a transducer underneath your floor, most likely, in the hall. Mm-hmm. It's like the size of like a, like a beer can, basically. And it sits down very close to the bottom of your hall without flush mounted. Flush mounted. It's usually it's usually epoxy to the hall, right? And the goal of that is to have well, the reason why they exist is to be able to mark fish at high speeds at the helm. Yep. However, with today's Mm -hmm. technology, according to a lot of people, and Ryan, according to you, you can still do your transom mount and still get good numbers at high speeds if it's mounted correctly absolutely which is the direction that you were pushing me is to forget about the one that's in the hall and if i can mount it correctly off the transom i can still get high speeds and still mark fish and just have it hooked up to both graphs yep my my through hall is kind of my backup so i still have like the through hall transducer routed up to my uh, graph, but I know my stuff is set up correctly, and it takes it takes a lot of seat time, man. It it takes a right. lot of it, a lot of driving over fish and and seeing what you can do. It's it's seat time. Yeah. There's and, a lot of I don't mean to cut you off, but there's a lot of good YouTube videos. Like my hummingbird unit, I had a skimmer transducer, like the three in one, the total scan two in one. Any manufacturer, as long as you spend the time to tune it, I guess you want to call it, to make sure mm-hmm. you got the right placement, you can mark fish on plane. Right. You, know, you should you should be able to do it with anything up to about thirty. Right. You know, well, that's mean, the biggest thing. YouTube's it's a great spot the to go. Up and, the height up and down, but it's also a library of shit too. So yeah. it's like some people talk on there and like they're totally opposite, telling you something that someone else is doing. So it's like you really got to cipher through that. And I yep. think. Ryan, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's seat time. So it's like before you go change anything, sit down in your boat, see what works well, see what doesn't. And then from there, start writing down your changes of like what's not working well. And then from there, navigate your YouTube search based off of what you want to improve or what you need to do in order the way to adapt to the way you fish. And I think that's what you got to start to figure out. So like before you start unplugging and buying units, go out and sit down with what you have and think about how you really want to fish the applications that you're going to fish and then from there you can start to like you know make like a pros and cons column and then you know have a budget and then hopefully your pros will line up within your budget based off of the way you fish yep and i get i got guys that call me and text me all the time saying hey we i I lose bottom at 30 miles an hour and like well you, you shouldn't do that because i'm ripping 60 miles an hour sometimes and i don't lose bottom like you need to find bottom all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. That, uh, yeah, especially <laughs> pretty, pretty important. You, you need to find bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. So that there's a lot of things like just you know a lot of guys have their transducers too high 
to where once they're up on plane, the transducer is out of the water or... Or the way the water's coming off underneath your boat is whitewashing around your transducer, which is throwing you shit and it can't read anything. So if it's creating an air bubble or a a pocket of Mm -hmm. prop wash, basically, around your transducer, you're not going to get a good reading. exactly correct. Yep. So, like, to be honest with you, at at speed, at 50-plus miles an hour, like, I don't care about fish at 50 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. I care about bottom. Right, because yep. I might come up to bottom real quick. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a target you want to get to fast, and yep. you want to know if you're there. You don't want to back off the throttle to see if you're in but, that target depth that you want to be, yep. and then gas it back up mm-hmm. because now you're burning through fuel. Right, you're not very efficient anymore. Right. Or if you're mm-hmm. if you're in some kind of a chop and you're going through the waves at a good speed and you're busting, if you get back down to get back up in that rhythm again, is going to take you a long time. It's going to piss you off. Well, so think about it that way. Well, not just that, but I mean, think about the times where you have a game plan set where you're driving out to a set location and you might just be cruising doing 30, 35. Right. I mean, it's happened to me a handful of times. I'm sure it's happened to you guys where you're just driving and you just look at your graph and all of a sudden you see these little quick little arches on there. You're like, oh, let's back it down and investigate a little bit. You know what I mean? You find something before you're getting where you want to go. Right. I mean, it's it, it's a huge, huge thing to be able to mark fish while I'm playing. And then you're going to be like, well, why don't you just look at your depth finder to see what depth you're at? Water levels change all the time. So yeah. if you're thinking that, or yeah. I thought about that. Yeah. Um, but one more opinion before we move on. Um, what do you think about the C-maps that come with the new units, the C-map Contour Pluses? I'm interested because I came from Hummingbird having... I can't remember. I sold it when I sold my hummingbird. Lake Master. Lake, uh, well, I had Lake Master, but I also had, um, uh, you can make your own map while you go. I can't remember what it's called. Auto hummingbird. Chart Live. Auto Chart Live. Thank you. Dang. And I spent, yeah, point you, I spent <laughs> a lot of time on Lake Erie, especially around our neck of the woods, mapping specific locations. Right. And it was, that was the one thing that bugged me going from hummingbird to Lawrence is because there's humps out there that aren't on any kind of map. Right. At all. Right. And I had it spot. I mean, it's big jigging Lake Erie to be able to know where those humps are. So that was the one thing that kind of broke my heart going from Hummingbird to Lawrence is I had I had my spots mapped. And now with C-maps, I'm interested, but really, I don't know enough about it to kind of comment on it. So I'll say this: I'm interested. In I played around with my two units. One has C-maps Contour Plus on it and one has C-maps. I'll say the C-maps is eh. But the C Max Contour Plus is good. Like it gives so you're you, gonna have to teach me. A little it bit gives you that. more detail than just the regular C maps that come on like the TI twos. You can buy those separately, like a Lake Master chip, and you can get the mm-hmm. new C two or the Contour Plus. But I like it. I my my eyes gravitate towards it easier than the Navionics. And for me, you can still do color shading at different depths, all that kind of really? stuff. Okay. But the Contour Maps Plus, it, it got it has a lot of uh you know breaks and all that kind of stuff it, it, it's very very detailed within a foot so it's it's really nice and if you want to save some money and not have to buy like a like a navionics chip which a lot of them don't come with you got to buy aftermarket yeah. uh the c-maps contour plus is pretty damn good i'm excited to learn more about it ryan's like i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> he don't care about that stuff i'm running i'm running i'm running the uh the uh, Navionics Platinum Plus, and then in certain areas where I fish, I do the uh, Genesis, the which Lawrence, is, which Genesis. is the Auto Chart Live for Lawrence. Correct. Okay. 
and there is i've seen a big difference in in the uh in the navionics and where things what, actually are what you're recording correct mm-hmm. yeah and for sure. the genesis does that come on all the units that we've discussed today i don't know that, that i i'm not i can't speak knowledgeably to okay <clears throat> i i would think I, I think it comes on most you just got to have a memory card in there yeah to accept you have, it you have, all. Yeah, yeah you have to have a memory card in there and then it rewrites so if you have like a one gig card in there it'll rewrite and I found that out last Michigan Walleye mm-hmm. Tour, that it rewrites pretty quick. <laughs> so, um, you, so you overwrote what you had before? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a bummer. It's unfortunate. You just keep you keep stuff in your head, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm excited to play with it. I'm excited to get out there, especially being that the time is now to get out there. I'm excited to get out there and, and play with the new toys, so... All right, so you're gonna you're gonna help me out. You're gonna help me figure out my shit. He's an expe- expensive friend. <laughs> yeah, like you, like to pay him or like to just like no, I mean, like, out of your pocket. No, I mean you just bounce ideas <laughs> off each other. And I mean Ryan. I mean, oh yeah, he, he's Ryan was like, oh, I, you know, I was like, hey, I'm gonna get a fishing ski, and he just he kept talking about six twenty ones. He's like, no, I'm gonna get a fishing ski. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but your six twenty one is gonna be able to do this. And I was like, dude. I don't think you understand. My wife says I have to get a fishing ski. I cannot get a six twenty. Uh, yeah, I, I bought a I bought a boat that had everything yeah, done. I, that quote unquote needed nothing yeah, was yeah. a selling point because it checked all the boxes. And yeah, here we are. All right, well, cool. That was uh, hopefully that was helpful for you guys. Um, we're gonna get a little bit of talking now about what is going on um, right now uh, on Lake Erie, and just some tips of like what to look for if you. If you have everything figured out and you're excited to get out there to uh to catch your big fish right this is a cool time of year domka has their um spring bash yep. which i think oh i think if you're listening to this it's not going to come out in time before the deadline yeah but hopefully you sign up and it, if you yeah, haven't sign up in along. the future they're really good at posting pictures and everything on i mean it's yeah it's it's a derby um just like the fall brawl that most people have heard of um you know weigh in one fish a day you can weigh in one fish a day, every day of the tournament. Um, it's not a matter of how many fish or nothing like that. It's just top five overall get paid out. They have women's division, kids division. Um, I think they have a weekly winner and then a lucky winner that they'll give out a gift card or a rod, custom rod, whatnot. So, I mean, it's, oh, cool. it's a really cool event. Just to, This time of year, it's just fun to be out. What does the winner get at the end? Um, it's 100% payout. Uh, I think the last couple of years has been three, four, five thousand, oh, something like awesome. that. I mean, and then, I mean it's... It, Weekly winner, I think it was around six hundred bucks a week, and they have had a range from three hundred to five, six hundred people sign up. So hopefully this year it's a little bit bigger. It's grown every year. And Domka Outdoors, anyone listening to this, is a local bait shop in Monroe, Michigan, uh, La, La Pleasant Road exit, very close to Bulls Harbor, mm-hmm. um, but just a great spot to go for everything that you need for fishing and hunting yep. and everything else. But absolutely, they're the ones that put this on. Um, is it just Michigan waters, or can you do this year right now? It's just Michigan waters. Okay, so I mean, it's kind of like their version of like the fall brawl, um, gotcha. walleye slam. Gotcha, being the same thing with uh, Ohio waters only. Although this year it's now open to Michigan and Pennsylvania, I believe. Oh wow! Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Right now, ice has just been blown out. Um, we hopefully got our last snowstorm of the year. Hopefully, we don't get any more, but we probably will. 
Um, this week it's opening up and the weather is going up to the 60s, 50s, um, you know, definitely high 40s most of the week this week. Uh, what are these fish doing and kind of like talk about the migration of uh, coming into the Detroit River a little bit if you do a high level on it yeah um, well I mean so they migrate from east yeah. I'm sorry from yeah. west oh no east to west yep. they're coming back yep. west right now yeah so right, right now they're with only spawning usually being from right now um, three to four weeks out um, those fish are going to be staged up so there's going to be a lot of like traffic coming through the islands, you know, around Ohio, um, Huron, Missouri, Catawba, all those launches. I mean, right now, I mean, I, right now I'm planning on going out tomorrow. Michigan waters is a shakedown. Um, the islands around Ohio are just, that's what, that's where you want to be. Right. You know, Huron maybe a little bit too far East, um, anywhere around the islands to the firing range around Camp Perry, the cans, you know, as, as people will call it. Um, that's that's a place where they're starting to stage up on the reefs for the spawn. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's more structure down there than yes. we have where we are at. Um, the fish can relate to that a lot more. Yeah. Um, however, we get to intercept them as they go up before they go up to the river. So mm-hmm. if you think of it like a long traffic jam that's going to go into the Super Bowl, the Super yep. Bowl's in the river. We're trying to intercept basically the car line to get into the Super yep. Bowl, and our goal is to figure out when <clears> that hits, and usually. The window down here of when that hits might be ten days, if it's if it's yeah, really when, good. When it's when really good, there's there's a period of time. Then being local, we're pretty spoiled with it. There's a period of time if you hit it right. I mean, it's the best. It's the stuff memories are made of right. when you're here because you're getting the days of eight pounders. I mean, you're countless numbers, sure. eight or more. I mean, you think about Erie, eight pounder is a trophy fish. I mean, Ryan being a charter captain, he wants to put his clients on those caliber of fish. Right? Sure. Yeah. That's what we all go out for eight and above anything above. That's great. Those fish are the ones that you want to target. And that's for that period of time when they're here. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's hard to compare to anywhere else. So what is give, give, give the listeners one tip, something that Freddie looks for this time of year. When you're trying to hit it right, uh, uh, being in, in the far western basin, it's water clarity is the first thing you're going to look at. The satellite images on Modus imagery, that's uh, first and foremost because uh, it, it's cool to go down to your favorite spot locally or you know along the islands. But if it's washed out with the rain runoff, the winds that you're going to have, I mean the crazy winds we have this time of year is unbelievable. But you got to fish. Not the water that's dirty, but not too clean. It's that transition area where it's that teal colored. Forget about where you want to go. You have to go to what's fishable. Okay. Right off the bat. You know, don't don't say I want to fish point A. It's not point A. You got to go yeah. to where it's fishable. What's what's Ryan doing? Are you like, are you, do you, you, like, would, you stick your head in the water and kind of look around <laughs> and then pop back up. And then I, I would com- I would completely agree. I mean, there's. There's places that I want to fish this time of year, but yep. they're completely unfishable right now. Yeah. Um, so you have to go to places that are fishable and places that have fish. So there, right now, this like today, this time of year, right mm-hmm. now, there's a lot of driving around. Yeah. You're marking uh, fish where you want to fish, but they're not biting because it's muddy, or whatever other circumstance. I mean, they're they're finicky right now, but as soon as that water temp gets towards. 40 42 45 i mean it's that's go time you know i mean it could they could fire off right now yeah and that's the thing like 
you want to be dialed and everything in your boat ready to go. You want that time behind the seat. You want to be able to figure out your electronics. You want to be able to make sure that you're using the map system you want to use because this is where you're going to start marking fish in areas and then you can start putting a date to them mm-hmm. and start figuring out like this is where you're building your fish journal, right? You're writing your book and like kind of figuring out, all right, it's March, whatever. Uh, this is the conditions. I'm going to start, you know, marking fish where they're biting here. So now you're kind of making that bullseye smaller and smaller mm-hmm. um, as you go into years to come. And if you're you're moving graphs and you're taking units and switching things out a lot of the times, you're going to lose that information. So it's like this this time just like I look forward to like if, if you were to think if I were to talk about my game plan, I'm going to go out and just drive for a while. Yeah. Like you said, like. I probably won't put a line in the water. My goal is to get out this week. I don't think I'll troll at all. I'm just going to, I'm going to figure out my boat. Yeah. I want to figure out my electronics and then I got to figure out what these fish look like and what they're mm-hmm. relating to. And then from there, I'm going to start to put together a game plan. Yeah, because that's, it's like, yep. Number, number one, I think you're, you just got to figure out what your boat is capable of, right? What your boat can do, what you need to do electronically and then go from there. Right. I mean, that's like, you probably don't have to hook up active target right now. No. So if you're worried about, Oh, I got to hurry up and get my active target. <laughs> yeah. It's sitting on the table. Yeah. This, that's pretty cool. <laughs> if you're worried about hurrying up and getting the latest and greatest electronic and getting your active target, it's like timeout. Yeah. Don't worry about that right now. If you have a 2d sonar yeah. and it works yeah. and you have a way to mark fish and, and, and then, and then drop a waypoint. Yeah. Just do that right now. Yeah, because I mean, my biggest thing is make sure, especially this time of year, just make sure you're safe. Yeah, oh, like yeah. make That's make sure point. you're safe, man. Like mm-hmm. there's there's no walleye worth losing your life over no. sinking your boat there's over. There's so many anything like that. Just boats make, have been sitting up for the most part for how many? You know, a couple months. Just minimum. Make you sure know. you and your rig are safe. Yep. Like that's that's my bi- that's my all the safety thing. equipment. I mean, fire extinguishers, flares, like we were talking about earlier tonight. I mean, that's new year you know uh, yeah and spend the time in your boat like don't mm-hmm. don't don't try to fish on monday and you haven't lifted the cover off your boat and it's friday yeah. like you need to start going yeah. through shit does I it mean, work yeah yeah Do, does everything work in it yeah. is there something that i'm missing like you got to make sure your safety yeah. like you said your safety equipment is yeah. up to par yeah. is your motor going to start is your impeller pumping yeah. water like make I mean, sure all is, that stuff works yeah i mean this is the, like the most exciting time to go back out there when yeah. everything's a clean slate you yeah know, ice is out and there's a running clock of when they spawn those big ones as soon as they spawn they're going back east you know so it's it's an yeah, exciting it's, time to get back out there with a clean slate and put a program together um before we leave uh you guys are doing the tournaments this year yep yep what one are you most looking forward to you don't say eerie I was I was ready to go, but I was going to let Ryan go. I'm ready he'll for say, I'm ready for the Detroit River. Okay, he'll, just he'll because, say he'll yeah, say he'll I say know, I know. he'll say Detroit River because he's <laughs> he's pretty new to it. Man, I've I've done a lot of MWTs in Detroit River, and it's 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 a tough fishery. It's a tough it's tough to uh, get into that top percentile where you where you cash a check. It really is. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so a, many boats. There's so many good anglers in the NWD. Not only that, there's so many tournaments that line up to one another, yeah. and it's just like what one what one tournament did. Like I can remember last year, right? The MWT or the yeah the NWT was mm-hmm. fishing two days before the head to head started. Is that right? Yeah. 
last year. And they started after us. Yeah. Or am I thinking the MWC? Uh, there's a, there's a tournament every every I'm weekend. Not, I might be thinking of every the Michigan Wall Ice MWC is the week before the MWT this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So last year, I think it was the MWC yeah. line, ended on Saturday. Yeah. And then Monday or Monday started head to head, and that couldn't have been a completely different. That was such a different fishery, and mm-hmm. it was one completely different. Yeah, well, M- I'm, I'm MWC, MWC wasn't limited to the river. Yeah, okay. So M- yeah, could go out Michigan the Walleye Tour is limited to the river. Mm-hmm. Um, MWC is not. Yeah. So you can go to you can go to Lorraine, Lake Saint Clair. You, you, you can go to Lorraine if you want. Okay, all that other stuff. So head to head was limited to the river. That's why. That's why I'm kind of excited to go to it, man. Because like I'm, I'm the biggest advocate for Lake Erie. You know, uh, jigging Lake Erie, I don't have to worry about keeping my boat vertical or right. boat traffic. I mean, it's a, it's a totally different thing. It's going to be pretty much all on Ryan. We're on the trolling motor and whatnot. You know, it's, I'm just look, looking forward to something different. And you know, I've done a lot of, a lot of tournaments on Erie. You know, whether it's derbies or local thing i'm just looking forward to being on the detroit river against a lot of a lot of good competitors so yeah there's there's gonna be a few what are you looking <laughs> yeah. what, what what location are you looking forward to uh man i'm i'm mostly a troller i like i like trolling so, so what like, one do you think you your name's all oh, your name should be in the hat for all of them but what one are you looking forward to the most of trolling uh, Eerie's fun. for me is all always eerie. it's hard to beat eerie i mean it's but you can't say eerie in this 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 one Oh, I can't say Erie. Mm-hmm. I might the troll the Detroit River. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, wouldn't be the only one. He's gonna be trolling. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, hopefully you uh, you got some pearls on this one. Hopefully you didn't get too confused by all the, you know, the carbons, the lives, the deucers. But yeah. I think uh, you know, based off of what we had and some of the things that we're heading towards, um, hopefully you you made some sense of it and uh, you know set up the boat the way you want to. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, hopefully getting back to you guys here. You guys report back to us how you guys do in the tournaments this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. We got, we got a pretty good team set together, and I had, a, I had a blast fishing with Ryan last year on the tournaments and whatnot. So okay. we'll, we'll have even more, even more fun this year. Okay. And then uh, we're going to do a shout-out to uh, your, your, uh, your guiding service, which is Full Throttle Sports Fishing. You got dates booking up already, and like what, like what do you want folks to? Where, where should they go to hit you up? Uh, they should go to uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just got a TikTok the other day. There that should go. be fun. Um, Instagram, Facebook, full throttle sport fishing. Um, should they send you a message if they're interested? Do you use your phone number on there or what? My phone number's on there. My email's on there. My Pretty much everything's on there. Facebook message, all that other stuff. Uh, get a hold of me for any type of Lake Erie, uh, Detroit River, Lake St. Clair, walleye, perch, and muskie fishing. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Full throttle sports fishing. Hit up Ryan. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, welcome back to the podcast. It's back. And uh, looking forward to kicking out some more episodes and uh, checking in with you guys later. So Absolutely. Can't wait to hear him. As always, thanks for listening.